This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, where are we? Where are we? We ended the last episode with a review of a bunch of technology rolling out of the force in dust via Webolution. And we ended specifically with a product called the Owlet Baby Sock. And that was a sock that you put on your child, on your baby, and it monitors everything from their heart rate to their oxygen levels to their vitals. And we showed you that that all gets beamed up to the CEO over there at Owlet, Kurt Workman. And I did a little digging on some of the investors behind this company. I won't get into that today, but found some interesting stuff. Didn't spend a lot of time on it because there are so many of these companies. I just want to make you aware of the overall technology that's out there and give you the opportunity to avoid that tech and to not get baited into turning your child into the center of the Truman Show and giving away all of its vitals and giving away all of its health information to these so-called private companies, these private sector companies, these technocratic transhumanists that are working in cooperation with the government. And we did all that because it grew out of the Dr. Charles Morgan III lecture that we played for you and a lot of the brain and mind manipulation mind control technology that he was talking about the ability to manipulate people in their sleep to plant memories remove memories use sound waves to trigger cells that they may have injected into your body at some point and so now we're looking at all of the real world technology that these guys are using the ways that they are getting you to adopt the frankenstein technologies that they have to opt in and participate in their human trials through all of these smart gadgets right well i want to start off today we're going to do two parts in this uh show I am going to show you a little bit more stuff on the technology because I think it's very important. And then we're going to move into the cyber soldier, the cyborg super soldier 2050 paper and podcast. We are going to get into that today. And then that will eventually loop us into Dr. James Giordano. 
because I'm still focused on the government technologies that are being developed. But let me show you something that popped up. Uh, somebody either on um, Twitter or on um Pain.tv slash gold sent this over to me or tagged me in this post, and I thought it was perfect, perfect for what we just got done talking about. Now, let me just say this. You put that outlet baby sock on your child. It beams all of its vitals over to the charging unit. The charging unit is beaming it up to the cloud, as they say, and then that information gets beamed back down to your smart device onto the app so you could read the vitals. But what other types of vitals, what other types of sensory could they be taking off of your child via the sensor sock? Well, this just came out uh, the other day on monday and this article was pretty widely published and so this is over at uh, yahoo.com i believe this was published on the independent and it says china forces bus drivers to wear emotion tracking bracelets all right china forces bus drivers to wear emotion tracking bracelets now over the last several years if you have followed um you know the prison planet technocracy we were talking a lot about the social score system being developed and run on humans in china and that is basically the ability to track Everything you as an individual does, how you interact with other humans, are you being respectful in the modern area? Are you wearing your mask? Are you standing six feet away from other people? Did you get your vaccine? How many times do you flush the toilet? That kind of stuff, folks. And so you would be assigned a social score, similar to a credit score here, right? So all of the uh, loans you have open, the credit cards you have open, the credit lines you have open, the mortgages you have open, you know, the car loans and such. All that goes into a system in which you are assigned a credit score. And that credit score rates you as a consumer and your ability to borrow and pay back money. And then they could assign you different limits on which you can uh, borrow cash, right? So, in China, the social score system is similar, but it's in how you, it rates you based on how good of a citizen you are, how well you interact and cooperate with the government. Now, I will get into this eventually one day on a show about how we, the United States, through President Richard Nixon, Henry Kissinger, went over to China, and I believe that literally China was our testing ground to build sort of a technocratic prison planet and then figure out how all the tech works and then eventually implement it over here. I don't believe we're actually enemies with these countries. I think we all work in cooperation together and we have different training grounds for different types of technology all over the world uh, and then they can roll these out into various countries. The United States sort of based on the story, the history they taught us for a while that we came out of this quest for freedom, this thirst for personal liberty, it was always known to be that it was a little harder to push these tyrannical dystopian uh, policies on the people here because 
we have the old saying, don't tread on me and such. I think a lot of that is frankly fiction, but um, that's what it said. So they test a lot of this stuff in other countries and then they bring it over here and they're able to implement it when they are ready. So think about the sock that you're putting on your child. And so this article, again, it's called China Forces Bus Drivers to Wear Emotion Tracking Bracelets. Let's read from it for a moment. It says, bus drivers in Beijing have been told to wear wristbands that monitor their emotions, according to experts. And I know many of you are already thinking about the fourth industrial revolution's king philosopher, Yuval Noah Harari. And I will get into him in a moment, but just sit there, folks, on the edge of your seat. It says bus drivers in Beijing have been told to wear wristbands that monitor their emotions, according to reports. The new public transport measures have raised privacy concerns among some legal experts who warn of increasingly broad surveillance of citizens in China. Now, when you put that sock on your child or you put that Fitbit on your high schooler or you put that iWatch on yourself, you connect those to various apps and they can monitor certain things. But at the end of the day, folks, can they be monitoring your emotions? Could they be? Oh, I think they can do anything they want once you willingly connect yourself up to the Internet of Bodies by putting on a smart wearable device. It goes on to say the state-run Beijing Public Transport Holding Group claimed the electronic bracelets were necessary to protect public safety, the South China Morning Post reported. All right, so to protect public safety. Now, someone over at pain.tv slash gold who is also on Twitter, uh, I believe on Twitter under the name Wide Awake, sent me an article that uh, I'm not sure where it was from, but basically it had to do with crime and now prison planet technology. And so they pointed out to me, problem, reaction, solution, because I mention it all the time. They said, problem, create more crime, reaction, get people to say they don't want more crime, and then solution, implement technological, technocratic prison planet technology, right? And you're seeing that happen. So villainize, whether you agree with them, don't agree with them, whatever. Villainize the police. Get the police to stop policing. Increase in crime. You pass measures that create increase in crime, like out in California where you can steal $900 worth of goods and... You're only going to basically get a traffic ticket for that. So it encourages people to commit more crime. And then the people will start saying, wait, we don't want more crime. And then the solution is, well, Peter Thiel can roll in with Clearview AI and Palantir technology and lock your city down into a smart city prison planet, basically. All right. It goes on. It says around 1,800 trackers have already been distributed to long-distance bus drivers, according to state-backed Beijing Daily Newspaper. So how do they create the problem in China, where they say now it's a matter of public safety? Well, folks, they let Asians drive buses. Okay, that's the problem. I'm kidding, folks, all right? Listen, I'm a quarter Japanese. I'm allowed to make these kind of jokes, okay? Calm down here. Calm down here, folks. All right. Around 1,800 trackers have already been distributed to long-distance bus drivers, according to state-backed Beijing Daily Newspaper. 
The wristbands are reportedly able to monitor a wearer's vital signs, such as heart rate and blood oxygen level, as well as their sleep stats and overall emotional state. Now, 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 folks, we need to pause there. How do you think they read human emotions? Using the heart rate, using blood oxygen level, using sleep stats, overall emotional state. Well, what else does that, folks? What else does that? Hmm, I don't know. The Owlet baby sock? Wasn't that exactly what they told us it does? That it measures the heart rate, the oxygen level, sleep stats, and the emotional state. So the baby sock you're putting on your child that you think is to monitor all of their vitals so that you could run into their room if there's a problem and save them, maybe you're actually giving up the data to the technocratic transhumanists on your child's emotions so the information you are giving them is actually being used to develop algorithms for what is coming down the future. Also, they then have a digital footprint file on your child with their emotional states. And if you want to go a step further, folks, think about all of the genetic modification, the DNA splicing that we covered, growing the babies inside the synthetic wombs. Aha, aha. Could they be measuring individual children, sleep patterns, and everything else so they can engineer better humans? using, in part, the data they collect from your newborn. This is why I say don't give them the data, folks. Opt out. Just say no. You don't have to buy this stuff. All right, let's continue with this. No further details were given about the wearable technology or what specific data will be collected and used. Quote, providing a tracking bracelet is a way of applying technology to strengthen the management of the physical and mental health of drivers. Strengthen the management of the physical and mental health of drivers, end quote. Beijing Public Transport said in a social media post following a test of the wearable in June. It says here more than 40,000 operational drivers have already been tested for, quote, psychological suitability, end quote, while Beijing Public Transport also plans to introduce 5,000 sets of recognition systems that monitor for, quote, abnormal behavior, end quote. You see where this is all going, folks? They're using this technology on the children. They're using it on the adults. They're using it everywhere. It says China already ranks as the most heavily surveilled country in the world with an estimated 540 million CCTV cameras installed throughout the country. It's a prison planet, folks. But with Amazon Ring and everything else we have here, we are close behind. It goes on to say citizens are also subjected to a social credit system, as I mentioned earlier, that rewards and punishes people based on their economic and personal behavior. 
People with a positive credit score receive fast-track approval for government services, while those with a poor social credit score can experience reduced employment prospects and even denied travel on public transport. I will put that into context for you momentarily. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Let me step outside of this prison planet. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold, folks. We are dissecting and analyzing the technocratic transhumanist movement here in this world. Breaking down the fourth industrial revolution for you. All right, so we're over here at this Yahoo article. I don't want to waste a lot of time. There's a lot to cover, folks. So we're over at this Yahoo article, and it says uh, China already ranks as the most heavily surveilled country in the world with an estimated 540 million CCTV, that's closed-circuit TV cameras installed throughout the country. Just want to show you something. All right, so... Uh, Amazon Ring, you know Amazon Ring, that's Amazon's uh, security system, right? Ring is effectively building the largest corporate-owned civilian-installed surveillance network that the U.S. has ever seen. An estimated 400,000 Ring devices were sold in December 2019 alone. That's almost a half a million sold in one month, three years ago, folks, three years ago. And so it says the uh, corporate-owned, the largest corporate-owned. Well, you do know that Amazon has government contracts where they are responsible for housing CIA data, right? You do know that Amazon is heavily involved with, partnered with the United States government, do you not? We're not going to go into that tangent today, but just wanted to let you know. It says right here, just something else I pulled up. At 1.4 million units, Ring sold nearly as many video doorbells by itself in 2021 as Skybell, Nest, Vivint, and ADT combined. So that was 1.4 millions of just the doorbell. And there's a whole series of cameras in the Ring cameras. All right, right here, from 2015 to 2018, the number of installed surveillance cameras grew nearly 50% from 47 to 70 million in the United States. That's 2015 to 2018. That's a long time ago, folks. In the United States, surveillance cameras uh, installations are expected to grow from 70 million in 2018 to about 85 million cameras in the U.S. by 2021. All right. And so eventually I will get you more up-to-date statistics on that. But I just wanted to show you as they're talking about all the cameras uh, in China. You know, we have just as many cameras here in the United States, folks. Of course, we roll them out via what we call the private sector. And then you are not uh, supposed to be concerned about it. Now, as we go back over here to the yahoo.com article on china and i just want to back up to what we mentioned that connected into the owlet sock right so it said there 
that the bracelet that they're giving these Chinese bus drivers uh, tracks um, their uh, blood oxygen levels. Okay, it tracks their heart rate. It tracks their sleep stats. It tracks their emotional state, right? But now they're not calling it an infant, you know, sensory sock. They're calling it a emotion tracking bracelet. Now, many of you may remember, I believe I played it in episode three. I will bring it back soon. Uh, I didn't want to pull it up here because I didn't want to go off in a major tangent on this. But Yuval Noah Harari, king philosopher of the World Economic Forum of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Yuval Noah Harari has said publicly in a speech that there would be a day in which a, you know, whatever, a dictator, I think he uses uh, Kim Jong-un, sort of, the North Korean dictator. He would be standing at the podium, and he could look down into the audience as he's giving a speech, and you, you out there, yes, you, you may be smiling like you love the speech, and you appreciate your dear leader, your supreme leader, for speaking to you. But inside, you have disgust. You have hatred for him. You may even fear him. And the day would come when those leaders in real time would be able to read your emotions, right? He, and, and Yuval Noah Harari said that they would be able to read your emotions. The supreme leader will know if you are happy. The supreme leader will know if you are sad. The supreme leader will know if you are only smiling to try to make him not want to cut your head off. No, he didn't say that, but that's what he meant. And so now you have these emotion tracking bracelets going on these bus drivers. Exactly what, exactly what Yuval Noah Harari was talking about. And now you're putting them on your children willingly. Not only are you putting them on your children, you're actually paying a lot of money for them and then putting them on your children. So folks, steer clear of this stuff. It's very easy. Did people three years ago need this? No, just don't get it. Don't get it. And then I know a lot of you, if you have younger children that are having children in their 20s or 30s, they grew up on this tech stuff. I was the last generation who did not grow up with an iPhone in my pocket. I did not grow up with the internet in my pocket. And I am so glad because it allows me to straddle the two worlds. I, in my 20s, had to adopt technology for the businesses I was involved with. Uh, But I also know what it's like to live without the technology. And it's fine. I like to balance between the two worlds. So, you know, you get these children, your children who grew up on tech, and then they want to equip you know, their whole house with smart devices and turn themselves into a smart city prison planet that we talked about on this show when we covered Internet of Things, Internet of Bodies, Internet of Senses, Senses and Smart Cities. All right, I told you at the end of last show that I was going to make a comparison to this technology. Specifically, we were looking at the lollipop baby camera. And there's many, 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 many versions of that out there, many different competitors. And basically what they're doing is they're turning their child's nursery into a movie studio. Like I'm sitting in here now, they have cameras and everything else. And so they're literally turning their baby into the subject of a reality show. Baby Kardashian sitting there in the crib 
being monitored at all times, cameras in their face. And so I wanted to show you a little bit of predictive programming that went on, you know, over 20 years ago uh, in a movie that Jim Carrey was in called The Truman Show. And I actually had some clips I cut up last year when I was thinking of launching a uh, podcast way before I actually did this. And so I had them on hand and I pulled them up and I said, oh, God, I already clipped this stuff. Let me show this to the audience. All right. This is a famous scene from the movie where one of, and for those of you that don't know what happened, so Jim Carrey plays a character named Truman. All right. Truman lives in this sort of 1950s, 1960s world. Everything's perfect. He lives on an island. And so he slowly starts to notice something is wrong, similar to Neo in The Matrix. He feels something is wrong. His wife is strange. Everything is strange. Everything around him seems to revolve around him specifically. And so it turns out that Truman lives inside of a movie studio earth uh, on an island. They trick him into not leaving the island by making him fear... Uh, water because when he was a child he almost drowned very similar to the technology dr charles morgan iii talked about planting these horrible memories in people's heads like they did with uh, actor alan alda in real life they made him believe that he got sick from deviled eggs when he was a kid so now he rejects deviled eggs when he uh, was being offered one at a picnic and so the same thing, they planted these horrible memories inside Truman's head. So he will not leave the island. That's how they keep him trapped there. And so what goes on throughout the movie is it's sort of Truman's awakening. And eventually it's unveiled that there's a director to this show. And his name is Kristoff, played by Ed Harris. And he lives up in the moon, which is really like the headquarters, the production office of this 24-7, 365 um, television show, a reality show. And so this is a famous clip when one of the actors, because everyone who lives in this world is an actor except for Truman, one of the actors, an uh, actress actually, who actually liked human, uh, uh, Truman, uh, was interested in him. It's his love interest. She ends up getting thrown off the show because she wasn't written in as the love interest. She violates some rules of the production. So years later, she calls up Kristoff when he's taking questions from the audience, and she slams him. But there's some very interesting words that come out of Kristoff's mouth. So I want to play this clip for you. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to roll back to a gentleman we watched in last episode who was talking about the Owlette baby sock. This time he gives a tour of his smart nursery. And I want you to see how he built out a nursery for his baby that's completely equipped with some of the smart technology we looked at and then other smart technology that we did not yet review. And you're going to start to ask yourself, what is the difference between what this young man who's having a child, this guy's probably in his late 20s, early 30s, is building out the Truman Show inside of his baby's nursery. And you'd say, why would this man do this? Did he ever see the Truman Show? Did the Truman Show scare him like it did to people like me? Or did it give him an idea of, wow, that would be great to build this around my own child? And then when we're done reviewing that, 
we are going to look at another clip from the Truman Show. This was actually a deleted scene that was never in the movie. So many of you may not have seen this, but it's quite telling. It shows Ed Harris uh, playing the character Kristoff, basically talking about how they're going to plant memories inside of Truman. They're going to make things happen. And so they need to plant uh, sort of predictive programming inside of him, even though the whole movie was predictive programming on us humans. And it ties back in again to Dr. Charles Morgan III. And then finally, I'm going to show you the ending scene, the scene when Truman breaks free. And the reason why we want to do that is because that's the uplifting message to you and to the people that you get to listen to this show, that you can break free from this matrix. You can just say no. You can step outside of the prison planet. And you can, you can live one foot in and one foot out if you have to. If you can't go full Amish, as I call it, you can go half Amish. You can live part of your life free of the matrix and then step in when you need to make food coupons. And then from there, we are going to get into the Cyborg Super Soldier podcast that we're going to review as well as the document. So we've got a lot to do, folks, but I really want to bring in this Truman Show clip because it's very, very important. There's so many movies that I love to show you the clips from and how they use them to manipulate us and how they relate to today's technology but this one is very important because i want to show it up against this guy building essentially the truman show bubble world around his own child ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks, let's jump right into this Truman Show clip because we've got a lot to cover here, folks. All right, here we go. Again, this is Kristoff. He is the director of the Truman Show at 24-7, 365 reality show starting from when Truman was a child and continuing up until this point in the show. And again, this is an actress who was fired from the show who then gets to call in and talk to Kristoff when he is taking questions from the loyal audience out there. Let's watch this. Hi, Kristoff. I'd just like to say one thing. You're a liar and a manipulator and what you've done to Truman is sick. Well, we remember this voice, don't we? How could we forget? Uh, let's go to another call. What do we no, have? no, 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 it's fine. It, it's fine, Mike. I, I love to reminisce with former members of the cast. Okay, so he is like the man in the moon, all right? Actually, the headquarters, the production office is in the moon, in the sky. So he's now talking to the woman, answering the woman's uh, comment when she bashed him for manipulating Truman. And so now he's going to answer her. Sylvia. You announced so melodramatically to the world. You think because you batted your eyes at Truman once, 
flirted with him, stole a few minutes of airtime with him to thrust yourself and your politics into the limelight, that you know him? It's it's very important when you're listening this. Think of Ed Harris, uh, Ed, this character Kristoff. Think of Kristoff as basically one of the social engineers alive today. Think of him like Klaus Schwab, and think of this woman Sylvia as um, as like us as humans, as people who are now speaking out against the technology. And so Ed Harris believes. He knows all, right? He is playing God with this guy Truman's life, right? So Truman represents all of humanity, uh, unsuspecting humanity, those of which that might buy all these smart devices and put them inside of their baby's nursery. She represents me and you, the people that are trying to wake up everyone else. And Ed Harris, Christoph represents Klaus Schwab, who's saying, who are you? Who are you to say that humans need to be free? Who are you to say that humans desire liberty? Who are you to question me? I am the ruler of the world. I am the social engineer, prison planet warden. And what I say goes. So you stand on the side of humanity. You stand on the side of freedom. I stand on the side of being the controller, the ruler the dictator and that's what you're listening to so try to really listen to it in that context that you know what's right for him you really think you're in a position to judge him what right do you have to take a baby and 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 turn his life into some kind of mockery don't you ever feel guilty i have given truman the chance to lead a normal life the world the place you live in is the sick place okay okay so there you go I, I, I there's more to this but i want to just freeze that so she's talking about what right do you klaus schwab have to turn everyone's lives into a mockery to basically monitor them to control them to manipulate them and he is sitting there klaus schwab and he is saying now what right do you have to judge all of these sheeple who want to live inside of my prison planet, although Truman doesn't know he is. The sheeple that you deal with and interact with every day don't know they are. So while you're trying to scream from the hilltops about freedom and liberty and living free and clear of the technocratic transhumanist, the technocratic transhumanist, Klaus Schwab Christoph, is sitting there, and he is saying, no, I'm the one who makes the decisions. I am giving these people a better world. By monitoring them, by turning them into slaves, I am offering them a better, safer world. Let's continue. Sea Haven is the way the world should be. He's not a performer. He's a prisoner. Look at him. Look at what you've done to him. He could leave at any time. If his was more than just a vague ambition, if he was absolutely determined to discover the truth, there's no way we could prevent him. Okay, so you see what he says? If, if the slave, the unsuspecting slave, Truman, 
truly inside his very being wanted to be free wanted to discover the truth he could break free and they could not actually stop him now just remember that because when we show you the clip at the end you'll see what happens but he's saying we could not actually stop him so think of klaus schwab basically saying if all of the sheeple in this world did not actually want to be part of this prison planet, they would not have to actually do it. We could not stop them from leaving. But then think about all of the things they do, all the roadblocks they put in the way, all the speed bumps through regulations, through mandates, everything we've seen over the last two years to try to corral and force the people into the prison planet. Let's just take the last two years. We'll call that the COVID land high school theater production. And so everything they did to try to force all of us in to the COVID land high school theater production with the mask, with the dots on the floor, with the social distancing, with the mandates at work for the vaccine, mandates to fly, you know, mandates to get the vaccine to fly, mandates for all of these types of things you have to do, testing and such. So although you may say, I don't want any part of it, I'm going to break free, they said, we'll take your job unless you swab your nose every morning or unless you have a paper that says that you got the vaccine and that you got the second vaccine and that you got the booster, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You see, folks, this movie is predictor programming. All right, but but this is beautiful. This is this is absolutely fantastic because it really does illustrate what we're going through right now. All right, let's continue. I think what distresses you, really, caller, is that ultimately Truman prefers his cell, as you call it. Oh, that's where you're wrong. You're so wrong. And he'll prove you wrong. Well, okay, okay. So let's pause for a second. So, as Klaus Schwab there, Christoph says that what upsets you to this woman, and she represents me and you, what upsets us is that the sheeple out there, Truman, prefers the cell, perser, per, uh, per, um, that he uh, prefers the prison. He prefers to be a slave, and that is what truly upsets her and me and you. That when we see these people living in their cell, that that is what they prefer, and that's what upsets us. No, if these people want to live in a cell, that's totally fine with me. If they want to live on a slave plantation, that's fine. But I think they should be told what they're living on, and then they can make that choice. Some people are not intelligent enough to understand what's happening to them. So I would like to see them be able to make a choice. But what I don't want is to end up being in that cell. And I believe that if all the people around us choose to live in the cell, then we will be forced to live in the cell with them. All right, let's continue. Aside from uh, heated comments of a very vocal minority, it's been an overwhelmingly positive experience. Yes, for Truman and for the viewing public. Well, Christoph, I can't thank you enough for giving so generously of your time tonight. I think it's safe to say that now that this crisis is behind us and that Truman is back to his old self, we can look forward to some exciting new developments. Well, Mike, the big news is that Merrill will be leaving Truman in an upcoming episode, and a new romantic interest will be introduced. Uh-huh. I'm determined the television's first on-air conception will still take place. 
Okay, okay, so let's pause that for a second. So now think about Dr. Charles Morgan III. And so what they're saying is that Meryl, that is Truman's wife on the show, he's going, of course he does not know that that, that is an actress, he's going to leave him. And the reason why that's happening is what leads up to this scene is that Truman is starting to feel that something is wrong and so he gets in a couple of fights with his wife who he starts to feel like she's in on something he doesn't know if he's a government experiment or whatever so it's like neo in the matrix where he starts to awaken from the matrix and then morpheus comes and pulls him out so what's happening here is now you see Kristoff talking about how he's going to direct this uh, actress to leave Truman as his wife. They're going to bring in a new love interest, and then they want to have the first child born inside of this reality show. Let me let this finish. Well, another television milestone straight ahead. You heard it here first. It has been a singular honor and a pleasure, sir. Christoph, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Okay, so what you saw there, folks, is... Um, I, re- I just I want you to absorb this. I want you to think about it. If you haven't seen the movie Truman Show, I suggest you do. Um, but that was very important. Again, you look at it through the eyes of a Klaus Schwab. You look at the woman as me and you. You look at Truman as the sheeple out there. And then you're able to say to yourself... Um, okay, I understand what is happening. See, the mentality of Christoph is the same mentality as Klaus Schwab and the rest of these technocratic transhumanists. They believe what they are doing is, I think, for, I don't know if they believe it's actually for the good of humanity or for the good of themselves. You know, having everyone locked into a prison planet is for the good of them. Developing sort of immortality for themselves is for the good of them. I mean, we'll examine that in future shows. But right now, that story just shows you, that movie shows you what is happening, this prison planet that we are building around ourselves. And that is why I'm going to go back into the uh, video now of this baby smart nursery and it is just like this world this truman show world but this is a father today building this around his child folks building it around his child and then we're going to take a look at this deleted scene that really ties into dr charles morgan the third and the manipulation of truman who represents the sheeple in this world or would represent the child that's in their room that this dad is building this prison planet around now this is really interesting folks just just think about that while we go on a quick break absorb what we just watched because i think it's very important ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv. TV slash gold. 
right, folks, we're going to jump right into this video of this smart nursery. Now, just hang with me, okay, while we go through this. I'm not going to stop that much. I'll try not to comment too much on this. The purpose of this video is to just show you what some young adults are doing out there, new parents are doing, the prison planet that they are building around their own child in their own home, folks. And there's tons of these type of YouTube videos out there, moms and dads that just pitch all these smart devices to people. And uh, everyone gets sucked into this and they just buy them at Amazon. And and so uh, they're literally building the Truman Show set around their own child. All right, here we go. From furniture to smart home tech, let's check out some gear that you can use to step up your baby's nursery. We've got both connected and non-connected options to show you, plus a giveaway coming right up. Okay, so this is Dad Verb, Dad Verb, and we uh, showed a video of him reviewing the smart sock uh, yesterday. Hey guys, Andrew here with Dadverb. Welcome to Nursery Tour 2.0. Big shout out to Nanit for sponsoring this video. If you stick around to the end, you can learn how you can win a Nanit Plus as well as an Amazon Echo to kickstart your smart nursery. And the reason why I leave that kind of stuff when I show these clips is I want you to see these people are getting paid to pitch smart products, okay? So he talks about how he's going to show you some connected and non-connected uh, solutions to building your smart nursery. So let's just watch this. I want you to get a handle for what these young parents are actually building. And we know plenty of people in our lives that are doing this as well. And I would recommend that you uh, take a hard look at this. And if you uh, agree that this stuff is dangerous, tell those kids to watch the Truman Show and then try to talk them into removing this tech from their house immediately. And on that note, let's talk about the Amazon Echo Plus, which is the brain of our smart nursery. Again, we're pretty ingrained in the Amazon ecosystem and we're using echoes to control everything from temperature to lights or even playing ambient noises and lullabies at night. So it can do it all. Okay, so the Amazon uh device is the brain of his house he said and the brain of the nursery now remember i told you amazon has a major government contract they house all of the cia's data well what is the cia's data and what is amazon's data and how much of this data they collect when they're monitoring your house gets fed into the cia data i don't know well you can investigate that one day let's continue now, if you're not going the smart nursery route, I've talked about them before, but this is the Hatch Baby Rest. It's a wonderful nightlight and sound machine, but if you want something even more basic, you can pick up this guy for 30 bucks on Amazon. This is a sound machine and nightlight that plugs directly into the wall. It's got decent sound and light output, and it's especially handy when traveling. Now, we'll touch on more nursery tech and lighting in just a sec, but let's migrate over to the crib area for now. The crib we've upgraded to is the Baby Leto Lolly 3-in-1, which can convert to a toddler bed as your little one grows. And we paired that with the Baby Leto Pure Core mattress. I love the aesthetic and design across all of Baby Leto's furniture, but I know they can get a little bit pricey at around $3.99. Honestly, when it comes to build quality, it doesn't, it doesn't feel all that different from Ikea furniture. So if you're looking to save a little bit of money, I would recommend that you check out Wayfair or Amazon. Specifically, the Delta Children's Sutton Crib, since it's about half the cost, and it's actually the crib all right just hang with me here let him get through this stuff from our previous nursery tour and it's still holding up pretty well looking down on our little one is nanit plus now if you follow this channel you okay so he's got a camera mounted above the crib this is what i wanted to get to the nanit plus he calls it it's literally sitting up above it looks like a security camera you know this has been my monitor of choice for a while now it's a connected monitor it does more than give you a visual of your little one it can learn and understand your baby's sleep habits 
It can learn and understand your baby's sleep habits. See, these aren't just cameras. They're coupled with the artificial intelligence. And so now your baby has no choice. He's like Truman as a child. He has no clue. And now he's growing up surrounded by this technology, being monitored, and the artificial intelligence is learning from them. And everything about your child is being sent into a digital footprint file on them, and then also that is being used to build technology like AI HiveMind and to train systems and technologies of the future, okay? So your child is a guinea pig, literally in a cage, uh, and you are allowing these people to monitor your children at all times. By tracking patterns and giving you tips on how to improve sleep over time. It also has smart alerts, onboard sounds, and continuous audio monitoring, among other features. But soon you'll also be able to track breathing with the release of their new breathing wear. And okay, so now it's gonna track your baby's breathing. Don't worry about it saying you can track it. Whatever you can track, they can track 100 times more than you. They're only giving you a limited version of the technology. But they can track everything. Everything, folks. You are putting audio, uh, video devices in their room, the ability to track temperature, you know, the blood oxygen levels, everything else we see, the emotional tracking bracelets that China is using. All right, let's continue. And on top of that, the Nanette team just rolled out support for Amazon Fire tablets, and they're actively working on a skill for your enabled devices. So, so Okay, so that was Alexa he's talking about. We'll be able to say, show me the nursery and the feed will open up on your Echo Show, turning it into your parent unit. Guys, I could chat monitors all day. If you want suggestions on more connected or non-connected options, just drop a comment down below. Above the crib, we're looking at some fun prints from Etsy inside of some Ikea Riba frames. And this clean looking mobile is from Sorrel and Fern on Amazon. Now it doesn't come with a crib arm, so you do have to buy that separate. And if you're wanting music and motion on your mobile, I'm still a fan of the Shiloh. I've talked about this in the past, but even after two years, this thing is still awesome. Next, let's swing over to another nursery staple, the dresser and changing table. Okay, now you would be saying to yourself, Dustin, he's just showing a dresser and changing table. No, just wait one minute, folks. Uh, this is the Baby Little Lolly, which is complimentary to the Lolly crib. Again, very nice, but there are cheaper alternatives. I'm still a fan of Ikea's Hemnes dressers, starting at 179. For the changing pad, we ran with the Hatch Baby Grow. Now you can always go with the traditional changing pad, but if we're talking about a tech nursery tour, we had to throw this guy in the mix. Basically, it's a changing pad that also serves as a scale. It'll intrigue parents who are worried about how much milk the baby actually drank after breastfeedings, or if you just simply want to see what the baby weighs. Okay, folks, so he has a changing pad that goes on top of the changing table, which by the way, folks, we just got one off Facebook Marketplace, brand new for $15, okay? The old-fashioned kind are like $35 to $50. We got one for $15, brand new, off Facebook Marketplace. This one that this gentleman has is a scale that you put your baby on, but it's not just a scale. No, it plugs in, again, via Bluetooth to your phone, so you're tracking your baby's weight and everything else. Again, if it goes to your phone, it's a smart device. Therefore, all that data is shared with the masters of the universe. All right, let's continue. While it is cool, I do wish that it had higher walls like a traditional changing pad. Moving on, let's chat lighting for a sec. Uh, above the dresser is the LifeX tile. I love the colors and animations these panels give off. It's incredibly fun and fits well even as your baby grows into that toddler stage. We can either control it through our phones or voice or just tap it. 
Okay, so again, now he's got lighting in the room that's controlled through his phone or his voice. That's because, again, it's smart. It's smart, folks. So they can they can basically take those lights and do anything with them when you're not in the room. When you're not, they know when you're in the room because everything in the room is monitored. And then those lights can be controlled because they're connected up to the cloud. They're smart. Anything that's connected to the cloud that's smart can then be controlled by the masters of the universe who have control of everything because they're the ones who built it and it all gets stored up on their cloud and is controlled by software on their cloud. Nanoleaf also makes similar panels that are even sleeker in my opinion, so check those out as well. Now, if you saw my last tour video, I was using LifeX bulbs throughout the entire room. Over time, I experienced way too many connectivity issues. So now with the exception of this guy, we switched it up to Philips Hue. I think the overall experience is much better now. And like before, we can play with different colors and moods. Again, if Wi-Fi connected devices and lights aren't your deal, but you still want a little bit of color, uh, the Hatchbaby Rest works great. Or even non-connected colored bulbs can keep things fun. Beside that is our Ubi diaper pail, which we've used for over a year now. Uh, you can run with Diaper Genie, Munchkin, or even a straight up garbage can with a lid. Uh, we're partial to Ubi, and you can learn more about this guy from our previous review I did right here on our channel. Now, the other thing, folks, is as he's building this smart prison planet around his child, you are training your child to live inside of a smart world, right? So you would ask yourself, Dustin, Dustin, wait a minute. You have mentioned before that people are going to live inside of 400 square foot pod cubes sitting in some sort of a vibration pod chair with an AR and or VR or a hybrid between the two eventually headset on their head with a neurochip brain uh, neuralink brain chip shoved into their skull as they enter the metaverse daily and they live inside of a cyber world. Well, do you think a child that grew up with this around him, cameras above him, you know, smart meters, uh, smart socks and everything else is going to have any problem adapting into a 400 square foot pod life where it lives inside of a metaverse? Of course they're not. Of course they're not. You're training them to do that. That's part of the point of this. I don't think this gentleman knows that. I would love to talk to him off the air one day and say, do you know what you're doing? All right, let's continue. Now, let me back up to the crib area for a sec and talk about this modern looking cylinder right here. No, it's not another diaper pail. It's actually our next home tech highlight, the Molecule Air Purifier. So why is this here? Well, unfortunately, severe allergies and asthma runs in our family and it's affected our kids as well. All right, so now he's got the Smart Tech Air Purifier. You know, again, it connects up to the internet. It's smart. It could be utilized for anything, folks. It could give off sound. You have no idea what that thing is actually doing. So I can appreciate that something like this actually does more than trap air pollutants. It actually destroys them on a molecular level, which sets it apart from any other purifier and keeps the nursery air clean. With spring allergies firing up here in Texas and new home construction all around us, this is pretty valuable. Yeah. I, I mean, folks, do you understand this? I mean, really, do you understand this? I hope you do, because this is, uh, frankly, frightening. I mean, again, he's building a smart city around his child. All right, let's continue. There is actually a ton of tech and science jammed into that guy, and that's actually gonna be my next review on this channel, so stay tuned. Moving on, we ran with the Decker rocking chair from Wayfair, and I think it ties into the baby lattle gear quite nicely with that contemporary look. 
Beside that, we're looking at a simple book rack from Amazon and swinging over to the right is a toy chest, which isn't something you need off the bat, but uh, it's nice to have a spot to store extra toys and stuffed animals as your little one grows. This one was also a simple buy from Amazon and it holds up pretty well. Located in our bedroom is the Nest thermostat, which is- Okay, so now he's got the Google Nest thermostat in his bedroom. Let's see what he says about that. It's excellent for regulating temperature and humidity if you enable that cool to dry setting. So what's another way of spicing up this room? Well or windows. You'll notice that they're pretty bare. There's a reason for that. Uh, adding curtains is definitely a good touch as well as installing an automation kit to make your blinds enabled. But as cool as that is, it's completely unnecessary just like everything in this entire video. Okay, so again, now what I wanted to show you there, the point of this is so that you can see that this younger gentleman, probably in his late 20s, early 30s, is sitting there building the Truman Show around his child. He's basically turned the entire nursery into a Truman Show set. He's turned the whole thing into a smart city prison planet around his kid. I mean, people are doing this. But now that you're aware of it, now that you're aware of it, and you have a solid understanding of the Internet of Things and the Internet of Bodies, you know, which are the wearables and the smart devices, and you have a solid understanding of what Dr. Charles Morgan III says he can do to us you know hack our memories erase our memories plant memories um change the past so that you can change human behavior you understand that these smart devices that are in the home serve multiple purposes all right they can manipulate your child they are using the analytics uh, in testing and building algorithms. You can opt out of all of this, folks, by just not getting it. When you buy this stuff and it says, do you want to opt in to sending the data to the scientists, to the technocrats, the transhumanists behind this technology, and you say, no, uh, I want to opt out of that. I don't want to send that to them. It doesn't matter at that point, folks. The data is still going up to the cloud. You opt out of it by not getting the stuff. Go old school. Go full Amish on this, folks. All right, go half Amish. Get your kid a nice memory foam changing pad like we did. Get your kid some uh, a nice memory foam uh, pad for the cradle. You know, things like that. Go half Amish. But you can opt out of the smart technology, the prison planet technology, the ability for your child to be hacked, by either the creators of this or these supposed non-state hackers, these biohackers, by just not getting it. Just don't get it. Look for the older analog stuff. Look for the old intercoms like we're doing. We want to be able to hear if we leave the room, if uh, something happens to our kid. So we get an old intercom system. You can find them for $40 on eBay and Facebook Marketplace and other places, at least for now. So opt out of this stuff. When we come back, I'm going to show you two more Truman Show clips to tie up this segment. And then there'll be no more baby talk for a while. But I needed to bring in the smart technology, and it was a good way to do it. I wanted to show you how they are getting us to build a prison planet around ourselves. And we'll bookend that with the Truman Show and then move on to the cyborg super soldiers. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Sit tight. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. 
Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, here we go, folks. I got to work in these two Truman Show clips because it was kind of a you know a little tangent we went on going from Dr. Charles Morgan III over into the smart products out there. But we didn't really review any in depth when we did the Internet of Things and the Internet of Bodies. So I really wanted to uh, pull in some examples of smart objects, smart devices connected up to the Internet of Things, which create these smart cities, smart homes, smart nurseries. You know, and you could see how we are being tricked into building this prison planet around ourselves and how we are contributing data to the technocratic mad scientists that are helping them build better traps for us in the future. So let's watch this deleted scene, never seen before seen from the Truman Show. Okay, anytime. Thank you, cast. May I have your attention, please? We don't have a lot of time, so let's get on with it. First of all, I would like to welcome Walter back onto the show. You may have done us more of a favor than you ever imagined. Okay, so you've got Kristoff sitting up in the headquarters, and he's looking down at what at the time was a futuristic iPad that didn't exist yet. And so uh, he's basically on what is like Zoom now. Okay, so he's looking down on the iPad, and then you have the cast all sitting in a room somewhere. And so he's watching them in the room as he's talking about them. And then he said, Walter, you may have done us a bigger favor than you even know. And now Walter was the character... Uh, the actor who played Truman's dad. And when Truman was a kid, they wrote that guy off the show by making him drown in a boat with Truman. And the reason they did that was I said they were trying to plant... Uh, a memory inside of Truman's head to make him fearful of water. And that was what would keep Truman confined to the island sea haven that he lived on because he saw his father drown and die during a storm when they were on the boat together. And so what happened years later, uh, while this show is going on, the movie in the movie, Walter sneaks back onto the set. And so Truman sees him, and now there's no way that they can ignore that so they bring the father back and they pretend that he never drowned he actually had amnesia and then he was rescued and then now he's back in truman's life so that's what christoph is referring to regrettably i also have to inform you that hannah has chosen not to renew her contract i'm sure we can all respect her reasons Okay, so Hannah is the actress that plays the wife of Truman. So as I told you, Truman starts awakening from the Matrix, and he starts to realize that his wife, Meryl, played by Hannah, is something is wrong. Okay, he feels something is wrong, and he starts to realize he's in some kind of a show or some kind of government experiment. So he's referring to her leaving the show. However, on a more optimistic note... I am pleased to announce that television's first on-air conception will still take place. Yes! 
Okay, so now he's talking about how the person who's going to play the new wife is going to get pregnant and the first on-air conception will take place okay so this is amazing because they live inside of truman essentially lives in a biodome he lives in a synthetic womb it's all fake and now they're going to actually have the first baby born inside the movie set you witnessed the initial contact this morning i think you all know claudia from her fine work in the theater Claudia, I loved your Ophelia. Loved it. Thank you. Larry, please. Oh, I did. This is a copy of Claudia's backstory. Her character's name is Vivian. Okay, so Claudia is the actress playing the new wife, or what will be the new wife of Truman, okay? We intend to entice Truman into the affair as soon as possible. Claudia will make a pass at the insurance seminar Truman's attending. Details are in your schedules. Okay, so now you have the cast. They're all sitting around reading the script. I hope you're listening to me. I don't have to tell you how critical these next few weeks will be. This takes us into the next generation. When the child is born, the network will be switching over to a two-channel format to chronicle both lives. Okay, let's just pause for a second, because what this scene reminds me of and why I bookmarked it a while ago, I don't know if you guys ever watched Event 201. Event 201 was the uh, precursor to COVID Land, the high school theater production. And Event 201 took place in October of 2019, and then COVID started to kick off in January to March of 2020. 20 and so they never took event 201 down from the internet it was sponsored by johns hopkins bill gates all these big players that ended up managing covid land the high school theater production and so you had all these representatives of think tanks actors sitting around a table they even had fake news clips where they talked about how they were going to play out covid land the high school theater production so here you're seeing uh, Ed Harris, his character Kristoff, the director of this world, of Truman Show, of the Prison Planet, sitting with the cast and talking about how this is so important and how they're going to manipulate Truman, representative of the sheeple, into this new sort of... Um, you know, this new phase of the show they're moving into. And so when you watch Event 201, it's very similar. They literally go through step-by-step everything that they're going to do, most of which we actually saw play out during COVID Land, the high school theater production. What happens when Truman and the baby are both on camera together? There will simply be duplicate coverage. Hmm. Let's just hope we don't have twins. (laughs) (laughs) So when Truman dies, we go back to the single-channel format, right? That will be all. Thank you. Okay, so as you see there, what's happening is they're talking about having two shows running simultaneously. You're going to have the Truman Show, and then you're going to have Truman's Baby Show. And then they ask, well, first off, the actress playing his wife that's going to get pregnant by him is making a joke, right? She's making a joke about what if they had twins. So very similar 
to uh, Peter Nygaard that we covered the other day. I asked you, to what extent will people go? Remember, he was raping or accused of raping women and children to get them pregnant, then to abort their fetuses, and then use those fetuses to extract stem cells to then inject into himself to stay young forever. And I asked you, to what extent would people go? to achieve immortality. Will you see here, to what extent will these monsters go to keep these people locked in a prison planet in order to entertain the masses? And so she's willing to get pregnant with someone who's not really her husband, who she doesn't really love, in order to have a baby on air to turn it into an actor in the Truman Show or in Truman's baby show. And then the other gentleman who plays Truman's best friend on the show says, when Truman dies... Then it's going to go back to single format. And then Christoph, the director, says, that'll be all. Because maybe there was a plot to actually kill Truman. You know, come on. Guys, this is uh, such predictive programming. This thing was like over 20 years ago. They're talking about this kind of stuff. And I never realized, you know, when I was younger watching this, that this show was basically like a brave new world. It was basically 1984. You know, just another piece of supposed sci-fi that actually turns into sci-fact, science fact. As uh, Peter Nygaard, let's take it from him. He said, this is no longer science fiction. This is science fact. All right. So that's what we're seeing here through the Truman Show. But I wanted you to really get a grasp for this guy building the Truman Show in his baby's nursery and then being able to compare that to Truman Show, the movie. And at the same time, in Truman Show, the movie, being able to connect that in to how evil the players in the Fourth Industrial Revolution actually are. But I'm going to end this part with the final clip from the Truman Show. This is the ending scene in the movie, and it's very uplifting because it goes along with my message to just say no. Just opt out by not participating, folks. Don't buy this technology. Will that save us all in the end? No, but in the immediate future, you can opt out of this technology. The more people that do it, the less data that the masters of the universe are able to collect on us which slows them down in development of their AI hive mind and slows them down in the development of their algorithms that are going to run the artificial intelligence, that are going to run the metaverse. You just opt out, don't do it. Drive an old gas-guzzling car until they take away the gas. Get rid of any car you have with the computers inside them. You know, Keep your smartphones out of your room. Take off the Fitbits. Don't equip your house with smart thermostats and everything else. There's plenty of people that listen to the show that have already emailed us saying that they've taken out the Google Nest and they're putting in regular old analog thermostats. So there are ways you can go about this, folks, at least for the immediate future. Start to remove yourself from the matrix, and then you're able to live one foot outside of it. Folks, when we get back, we're going to show this final episode of Truman and then move back in to the super soldiers. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 
You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. You are listening to Payne.tv slash gold. All right, folks, I'm about to get into the final scene from the Truman Show. Very uplifting scene, all right? First, it's going to show you the monster Kristoff, the director of the prison planet called The Truman Show, who said a little while ago, what, in that clip that we watched, he said that if Truman really wanted to escape, if he really wanted to set himself free of the prison planet, then he could just go and do that, right? That's what he said. Now, you're going to see what happens in this final scene. Truman concocts this plan where he realizes he figures out where the cameras are where all these smart devices are folks in his nursery all right and he figures out how to escape the smart system technology and so he makes his way to the water and he steals a boat and so this is how he's going to escape the truman show world and now you're about to see what lengths they will go to to try to keep truman inside of this world even though they said if he made the decision to leave they would let him do so all right let's play this so truman is on this sailboat folks And actually, let me just pause for a second. So it's not in this clip, but that's okay. So basically, he makes his way to the sailboat, and he's trying to escape from the world. And he's going across the ocean, the one in which uh, he watched his father drown in when he was a child, that they concocted to plant that memory inside of his head, like Dr. Charles Morgan III would do to you. And so they blast him with a storm because they can control the weather in there like geoengineering folks and so they blast him with the storm they capsize his boat they try to kill him uh and Kristoff keeps telling them to pound the boat and pound the boat with more storm and more rain and more lightning and even the producers inside the the show the guys who run the weather machines they don't even want to do it and Kristoff basically wants them to kill him And so what happens now is he finally, Truman finally gets to the end of the ocean and he hits a wall. And it's a painted wall with clouds. And the uh, front of his boat, like uh, the, the, the wood coming off the sail, jams into the side. And he realizes he hits the end of this movie set. He still doesn't know what's outside of it, but he hits the movie set. Now we're watching this scene where he, uh, He now is at the edge of the ocean where it meets this wall. And so now he's looking up, folks. And he's walking across the edge where the water meets and there's a shadow of him against the wall. So he's very kind of confused. And then he reaches what is a set of steps, ladies and gentlemen. So... He starts walking up these steps, and they lead to a doorway. It's almost like the stairway to heaven, sort of. That's the imagery. 
And so he's touching the wall. And then while this is going on, all of the producers are running into the moon room where they can overlook everything. So Christoph, the director, Klaus Schwab, is there looking down at Truman. So Truman gets to the door and it's got an exit handle. And Christoph is looking down at him, Klaus Schwab. And so he's getting ready to speak. And Truman's trying to push the door open. The door opens. And now Christoph speaks, but it's almost like God speaking from the sky because Truman cannot see him. Here we go. Speak. I can hear you. Who are you? I am the creator of a television show that gives hope and joy and inspiration to millions. Then who am I? You're the star. Was nothing real? You were real. That's what made you so good to watch. Listen to me, Truman. There's no more truth out there than there is in the world I created for you. Same lies. The same deceit. Okay, so Truman's back is uh, turned to where Christoph is looking down at him, and Truman's facing, looking out the door into reality, into real life, into the natural world, right? And so Christoph is sitting there speaking to him, looking down at him through his uh, iPad, and they keep showing the sky, the clouds, the sun coming through, and it sounds like God's voice is coming down to Truman. And so you heard Christoph... Um, he says, I'm the director of this show. And Truman says, well, who am I? And he says, you're the star of the show. And now Christoph is going to try to convince him to stay inside of this world. Klaus Schwab is going to convince all of us to stay living inside of the prison planet, inside of the cyber metaverse. But in my world, you have nothing to fear. In my world, you have nothing to fear because we will make everything okay for you. Inside of the prison planet, you will be okay. Just think of it that way, folks. Let's continue. I know you better than you know yourself. You never had a camera in my head. I know you better than you know yourself. And that is the technology, the smart technology, the wearables, the Internet of Bodies, those wearable devices that they're putting on you. Your child is growing up in that nursery, and they know your child better than it knows itself. In fact, they know it better than you know your child because they are constantly monitoring them using artificial intelligence and algorithms. And so you've given away your child's autonomy. Truman just says, I knew I had a camera in my head. Let's continue. You're afraid. Why you can't leave. It's okay, Truman. Okay, so Christoph says to him, you're afraid. That's why you can't leave while he creepily pets Truman's hair on the iPad, almost like Joe Biden does to people in real life. But he says, you're afraid. That's why you can't leave. And folks, I've said for quite some time that most people, most humans are truly afraid of actual 
liberty and actual freedom because that requires true independence. With actual freedom and actual liberty, there is no welfare. There is no workman's compensation unless you negotiated that directly with your boss, maybe. But in true freedom and true liberty, you don't really rely on other people. You're a rugged individual. Is it difficult to do? Yeah, very difficult to do. But that's why most people, I believe, are willing to live in some kind of a prison planet, some kind of a nanny state with big brother, with big sis looking over them. They're willing to give away their freedom and liberty. They're willing to give up their autonomy because they are truly afraid of the unknown. And that's what independence is. That's what freedom is. It's unknown. So if the government, if the technocratic transhumanists offer you the known, they offer you the perceived convenience, the on-demand society, then you feel like there is no more unknown. And that is part of why, folks, COVID Land, the high school theater production, plays into this so much. Because what did they do over the last two years to condition the population? They created the unknown at a mass scale. Was the virus going to kill me? Was I going to get sick? Was I going to kill my grandma? Was I going to get my dad sick? Was my baby going to get sick? You know, they created an unknown. Was I going to be able to buy toilet paper next week? Was I going to be able to get food at the grocery store? Was I going to have a job? Was I going to have to get vaccinated to have my job? Was I going to end up getting stuck in gig work? Was I going to end up getting divorced? They created a series of unknowns, one after the other, after the other, after the other, driving you into the hands of the technocratic overlords. Because once they began to offer the solutions, right, they create the problem of the unknown. The reaction is, give me a stimulus check. The solution is, give you a stimulus check. But then we will give you so much more. And then we can create all of these health products, all of these smart devices, and roll this out to further move forward with the fourth industrial revolution. But you're willing to accept it because they created the unknown. Let's continue. I understand. I've been watching you your whole life. I was watching when you were born. I was watching when you took your first step. I watched you on your first day of school. Okay, so you're hearing all this creepy stuff that Ed Harris is saying to him. I watched all your firsts. Well, one day, one day, when your child is 10, 12, 14 years old, and it's awakening from the fact that you put it inside of the Truman Show in its nursery, is there going to be a creepy Kristoff who sits there and says to your child, I'm your real father. I watched everything you did. Yeah, folks, it'll be a creepy artificial intelligence Alexa-type voice or something like that of Dr. Peter Scott Morgan. And it will say, I watched everything you did. I watched you from the moment you were born. All right, let's continue. (laughs) The episode when you lost your first tooth. You can't leave, Truman. Please, God. You belong here. 
And now you're seeing the actress that uh, was the woman who had called Kristoff sitting there, and she's watching TV praying for Truman to leave. She is representative of me and you, hoping that Truman, representative of the sheeple, will just leave the prison planet. Talk to me. Say something. And Klaus Schwab is starting to get upset and emotional because the sheeple want to flee his grasp. Well, say something, goddammit. You're on television. You're live to the whole world. So now Truman is looking out the door. They're showing all these people watching at home, waiting for his response. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. So Truman turns to the camera, to the sky, yeah. and he says, In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, good night. And that's how the movie opens when he comes out his front door. And then he takes a bow. And he turns and he walks out the door, ladies and gentlemen. And why this is so important, okay? So now the woman who was his love interest, she comes running out of our apartment, and everyone at home that was watching him locked in this prison are cheering. Some of them are upset. And some are high-fiving each other, folks. So what this represents when he turns and he says, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, right? And now this is the most amazing, folks. You want another the, No, I'm okay. The big producers of the show, the big producers of the show, tell them to cut transmission, and so they cut the feed to the entire show, and Kristoff is ready to have a heart attack. What else is on? Yeah, let's see what else Where's is on. Where's the TV guy? All right, now that's really funny, because there's these two security guards who watch this whole show throughout it, and right as it ends, what do they say? Okay, what else is on? Let's change the channel. Because that's representative of uh, everyone in society, ADD generation, who just jumps from one thing to the next. So if I don't do a show tomorrow, you're not waiting for me. You just jump to the next show. But the important part here, folks, the uplifting part, is when Truman turns and he says, in case I don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And that is what we have to say to this technocratic system, to the overlords, to the masters of the universe, to the technocratic transhumanism, uh, humanists, is, hey guys, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'm just saying though, I am opting out. I don't want any of that clickbait. Don't even bother sending it to me. I'm not gonna buy smart devices. I am going to limit my interaction with your prison planet as much as humanly possible because I am Truman and I am exiting this prison planet studio. All right, folks, when we get back, super soldiers, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold 
You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back, and this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold. Folks, that's for all of you out there who can't take the darkness all the time. So I figured I'd give you a little bit of light. Now, listen, I know... Everything was a little bit strange with all of the baby tech we were showing and the smart nurseries and the Truman Show. But in the end, I wanted to kind of give you an uplifting message that just like Truman, you too can walk away. You can say no. You can opt out of this technology, okay? Just don't get it. Don't take part in it. Start looking for solutions to this. Older goods, stuff that you can get on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, go to yard sales, find the old technology, the closest thing to nothing, all right? The closest thing to nothing that will make you comfortable. But you don't need to plug into the internet. You don't need to be walking around with Bluetooth-enabled battery-powered devices on your breasts. God only knows what that's going to do to you in the end. I'm serious. Just separate from it as much as possible. And now let's get back to the reason why you need to separate from this stuff as much as humanly possible as we make our way to Operation Paperclip eventually over the next several shows. But I want to get back to the uh, future U.S. military super soldier uh, program, folks. And this is back at military.com. And the reason why I'm coming back to this article, I just want to update you, kind of bring you back to where we had left off before we went into uh, Charles C. Morgan the third and we showed the technology that a guy like him is tracking on behalf of the government and then we showed you several cases in which the um, sort of government pushes these technologies out to the public in the form of smart devices and then we showed you the bold predictive programming movie the Truman Show but why you should take that as a lesson to walk away and how you can just walk away just walk out the door folks just say no I don't want any of this All right, so let me just update you quickly. Uh, This was the article about the podcast Left of Boom, which is on Military.com, and it's hosted by Military.com's managing editor, Hope Hodge Sec. All right, and so this particular podcast features Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane Deulius about their 2019 paper they co-authored for the U.S. Army, which is called um, Cyborg Soldier 2050. So let me just bring this back up on the screen quickly. This is over at cbc.devcom.army.mil. This is real. It's a military website. And it says right here, Peter Emanuel, PhD. Dr. Peter Emanuel is currently the senior research scientist for bioengineering at the U.S. Army Combat Capabilities Development Command. That's CCDC chemical biological center in this role he advises army leadership on emerging technologies in a synthetic biology and bioengineering and exploitation of these new fields for applications that support national defense all right and so up on the screen now i have in full pdf form easier for me to be able to read this and i'll figure out if i can share this out or maybe i'll get uh 
the young bucks over at pain.tv slash gold to post this up there so you can get access to the link if you want to take a look at it but again uh, i've mentioned this a few times this is official uh, army document and it's called cyber soldier 2050 human machine fusion and the implications for the future of the department of defense okay so human machine fusion is the merger of man and machine that is singularity that we've discussed here kind of popularized by ray kurzweil chief engineer at google and uh, peter thiel who was promoting and funding singularity going all the way back to 2006 and so again on this document we have peter emmanuel helped draft it he's research and technology directorate and then there's others but you have diane deulius because we're going to listen to her in this podcast she is national uh, defense university and then we have james giordano he is not in this podcast but he is very important because we're going to cycle around in the next day or two. We're going to get into Dr. James Giordano. And so he helped write this document as well. And this document was published in October 2019. And if you remember correctly, uh, folks, this um, work described was started in September 2018 and completed in August 2019. 19 and basically what they are doing here is that they are exploring four key points all right ocular enhancements to imaging site and situational awareness restoration and program muscular control through an optogenic bodysuit sensor web auditory enhancement for communication and protection and direct neural enhancement of the human brain for two-way data transfer and we are going to go through this document on the show but what i want to do first is i want to analyze the podcast where doctors deulius and emmanuel appeared on uh, because I want you to hear this through their spoken words first, and we can analyze that along the way, and then we can deep dive into the document itself. Otherwise, I fear that the document is going to be too complex uh, for us to understand, and then we can brush over things in the document itself um, versus us having to do a... Um, you know, versus us having to stop as we analyze the document and talk about everything, and we're not going to fully understand it. So I figure, let's let them explain it in layman's terms first, and then we can go look at the document. So what I'm going to do, folks, for those of you in the video audience, I have the document up on the screen, and I'm going to play the podcast. There is no video. This was an audio podcast only. I looked for video. I could not find it. So we're going to play the audio podcast, and I'll keep the document up on the screen. So let's begin, folks. This is Left of Boom, hosted by Hope Hodge Sex with Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane DeUlius from the government. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of Military.com's flagship podcast, Left of Boom. I'm Hope Hodge Sec, managing editor for news and your host on this show. Steve Rogers was just an ordinary young man who tried to enlist to fight in World War II, but was turned away due to health problems. Until that is, he was approached by a Defense Department scientist who injected him with a special serum that turned him into the perfect specimen of military strength and stamina. That's right, I'm talking about Captain America. When 
Okay, okay. So obviously, Hope Hodgsek opens this show. She's the managing editor editor of Military.com. She opens the show talking about Captain America, one of the Marvel superheroes, right? Steve Rogers was his name. Outside of that and how... He was just a measly little weakling, as we heard one of the uh, retired four-star generals say about some of the people that end up in the military. But don't worry, they injected him and turned him into the perfect specimen of a military man. Now, to most people, that would kind of creep them out. But no, 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 to these folks, that is amazing, and we need to be able to make that happen. All right, let's continue. Marvel's beloved comic book hero was first introduced in 1941. Such a biological upgrade was strictly in the realm of fiction. But now, some say it's the next chapter in warfare, and one that will be here sooner than you might think. Yeah, it was a fiction in 1941, but then in 1947, I believe it was, when we brought the Nazis over here, 1,500 of them, scientists and engineers, technocrats, we brought them over here under Operation Paperclip and put them in charge of various government agencies and institutions and programs and let them run wild. Uh, then it became a reality, folks. Now we're here and it's going to be great. Isn't this fun? Isn't this fun, as Dr. Charles Morgan would say? Isn't this fun? All right, let's continue. The field of biological enhancements for the warfighter encompasses everything from dietary supplements and neural stimulation to bionic limbs and brain augmentation. And it raises a horde of new questions about ethics in the military and society. You see what they're saying? Brain augmentation, shots, bionic limbs. Oh, yeah. It raises some ethical questions. <laughs> of course it does. It's crazy. But it's real. And it's because... They love you. Let's continue. Society. Increasingly, the dominant questions on the threshold of military technological development are becoming not what can we do, but what should we do, and what happens if we go too far. On this episode, we're joined by Dr. Peter Emanuel, U.S. Army Senior Scientist for Bioengineering, and Dr. Diane Diulis, Senior Research Fellow at National Defense University. Okay, so you heard her say it's not a question of what can we do, but what should we do? And so you're starting to see that uh, as a running theme here as we watch the Metaverse uh, Council at the World Economic Forum that met at the beginning of the year. You see uh, the gentleman who had invented the game Second Life, right? One of these immersive worlds say, technologically we can pretty much do anything and so you're starting to hear these technocrats these scientists these engineers these transhumanists now starting to say we can basically do anything we want it's just the ethics should we do it and so although i don't believe they have any ethics or any morals whatsoever they still need to convince certain scientists and engineers that may have some semblance of a soul to say no i'm not going to do this they have have to convince them to do it all right so i think that is the stage at which they're at plus there's sort of this whole spirituality that goes into this i'm not going to get into that here but in which i believe uh, and i will explore it as an episode my ideas may change i'm not 100 percent convinced but i do believe as of right now that there are certain things that they have to get us to accept in order for them to have 
this clean conscience in order them to like for their karma to be intact they need us to accept it and not revolt against it and then it's our own fault it's not theirs let's continue in 2019 they co-authored a paper on the cyborg soldier the result of a secretary of defense red team task force exploring the future of man-machine enhancements in the warfighter of 2050. Doctors Emmanuel and Dulis, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Okay, Psychopath 1 and Psychopath 2, welcome to the show. You're welcome. You're welcome. We are glad to be here. All right, let's continue. First of all, this paper looks ahead to 2050. That's only 30 years in the future, and that's not a lot of time necessarily when it comes to the military. 30 years ago, in 1990, five of our current 11 aircraft carriers had already been in commission for decades. All of our current bombers were flying, and the M1 Abrams tank and Marine Corps amphibious assault vehicle were driving around just as they are today. But you described some really leap-ahead biological technologies in this paper. What were your foundational assumptions and what drove your predictions about what's ahead for individual warfighters in this regard by 2050? Dr. Okay, so let's pause for one second. So what she's saying is that you had a lot of uh, older military tech in circulation, but in this document that you guys published in uh, October of 2019, you uh introduce all this new biotech and so where is this all coming from basically and you'll see they're going to get into all of that folks oh yes they are but that's not new i mean this paper was unclassified so it was published publicly because it was the beginning of starting to introduce and normalize this technology to the public and then again they utilize elon musk and others to go on joe rogan experience and normalize a lot of this technology through someone who's supposed to be perceived as and is branded as cool and hip and the modern day real life tony stark iron man or like a bruce wayne batman that's like what these people are supposed to be like and so now you're seeing the actual scientists behind this stuff come out and speak publicly about it ladies and gentlemen yes they are because they're no longer hiding in the shadows unlike me who's going to hide in the shadows for a quick moment while i take a break ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, so we are just starting, just starting our little journey into Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane Dulius uh, on the military.com podcast, Left to Boom. And they are going to talk about their paper, Cyborg Soldier 2050, The Merger of Man and Machine, which was commissioned by our wonderful government. All right, let's jump right back into this, folks. Here we go. Dr. Emanuel, do you want to take this one first? Yeah, it's a great question. And you're talking about technologies that were... Um, in place 30 years ago, and how is it that we, uh, our study 
shows such a, a fundamental change in, in such a short amount of time. And so technology is accelerating and we are entering the fourth industrial revolution, this biological revolution. Boom. All right. There we go, folks. Explosion. Explosion sound effect. Insert now. <laughs> Dr. Peter Emanuel, Research and Technology Directorate. Let's go back to his bio for a minute, folks. I have it up on the screen. Currently the Senior Research Scientist for Bioengineering at the United States Army Combat Capabilities Development Command Chemical Biological Center. So he's the Senior Research Scientist for Bioengineering at the United States Army Combat Capabilities Development Command Chemical Biological Center. And what did he just say publicly on Left of Boom, Military.com's podcast? He said, we are entering the fourth industrial revolution, this biological era. Right? So that's a guy from our government, from our military, telling you we are entering the fourth industrial revolution. It's over. It's been decided. So you have to ask yourself this. Clearly... Clearly, let me just break this down for you. Clearly, folks, our government is 100% on board, including our military, because they are letting this guy, Dr. Peter Emanuel, out in the public to make these statements publicly. They unclassified his document, Cyber Soldier 2050, the merger of man and machine, the human-machine fusion, and they let that get out in the public, okay? And so then they let him go on a podcast and he says, we're entering the fourth industrial revolution, which comes out of Klaus Schwab's book in 2016, the fourth industrial revolution. And so he says, we're entering this. It's the biological era. So it's been decided by our government and it has been decided, I guess, by our military that we are entering the fourth industrial revolution because, because ladies and gentlemen, if, if, the fourth industrial revolution was seen as a threat to our government or as a threat to our military, would they not be working to stop the fourth industrial revolution? Would war not be declared against Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum? Would our government not be spending billions of dollars on propaganda to turn us away from the fourth industrial revolution? No. Obviously not, because it's been decided that we are moving into the fourth industrial revolution. There you have proof of it. A government representative from the army, from the DOD, comes out publicly and says, we're entering the fourth industrial revolution. So that's it. It's decided. It's here. No more questions on whether or not there are good guys and bad guys in government. The government as a whole, as a collective of which it is, has decided that we are moving into the fourth industrial revolution. So there you have it. There you have it. Now you have the proof. If it wasn't evident before by all of the technocrats and the transhumanists that we hire and have in positions of power, right? What, what is Dr. Charles Morgan III? What is he, folks? He goes out in front of uh, the West Point Military Academy cadets and faculty and tells them, this is all the cool, fun tech we have. We can manipulate minds. We can program people. We can gene hack. We can DNA splice. 
And we have to look at it from a military and intelligence perspective and decide how we can use this stuff to our advantage. You see, folks, they're all on board, ladies and gentlemen. They're all on board. All right, let's continue. Uh, Our study shows such a uh, fundamental change in, in such a short amount of time. And so technology is accelerating and we are entering the fourth industrial revolution, this biological revolution. Um, and we're seeing the convergence of technologies in micro, microelectronics, nanotechnology, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and automation. And so that technology is happening so fast and that convergence really adds to it. But to some extent, we're, we've already seen the integration of man and machine. Okay, so let's stop for one second. You heard all of the things that he just named, right? All the different developments in technology coming out of the fourth industrial revolution. Let me just replay that part for you. In, in such a short amount of time. And so technology is accelerating and we are entering the fourth industrial revolution, this biological revolution. Um, and we're seeing the convergence of technologies in micro microelectronics, nanotechnology, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and automation. And so... Right. So you've got artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, all this different stuff that he is talking about, folks. These are a lot of the topics we've covered here. So now you have Dr. Peter Emanuel representing the government talking about this. This is what's coming in the fourth industrial revolution. This is what we're seeing, right? So this is it. This is the government now telling you, boom, all this stuff is coming. Again, the government can stop anything it wants. It's the most powerful entity on earth. Government can take everything away from you, from me, from any business it wants. Government can send law enforcement. Government can use intelligence, uh, the intelligence apparatus. Government can use the military. It can shut anyone down at any time it wants. Clearly, it's on board with this. Otherwise, it wouldn't be openly promoting this. So that technology is happening so fast and that convergence really adds to it. But to some extent, we're, we've already seen the integration of man and machine over many years. The use of defibrillate, uh, of pacemakers. To some extent, um, we're already really seeing uh, mankind becoming more intimate with technology. Uh, just case in point, when was the last time you really left the house without your cell phone? Okay, pause right there. Pause right there. And what I want to point out is that he is not the only one you've heard say this. See, they're all going by the same script. They're all selling the same narrative. Obviously, this gentleman is on military.com. So he is talking to the military community, veterans, maybe some active military. And then you have Elon Musk say he goes on Joe Rogan. He's speaking to that audience, right? Then you have Peter Thiel out there. He speaks to the investor community, the people interested in venture capital, right? So you have different guys out there spreading the same narrative, talking to different audiences. So they get the same narrative out spread through all these different communities, except here at pain.tv slash gold, where we are speaking against this stuff. But what he is saying there, what Dr. Peter Emanuel just said was that we're already seeing a convergence of man and machine because you don't leave home without your iPhone. Well, what if you heard Elon Musk say on Joe Rogan's show when we broke it down here? He said, we are already cyborgs because we cannot operate without our smartphones. And so his solution is to put the brain chip in your head and then have you be able to communicate with your iPhone faster because he says the only limitation is the speed and the transfer of data 
And that's not the transfer of data from the technological side. It's that our thumbs only move so fast. So if we could just think the thoughts, then our brain chip could deliver the information much quicker. You heard Dennis Bushnell out of NASA tell the Future in Review organization that we are already cyborgs because of how much we communicate with our phone and devices. So again, you're seeing them push this out to different groups of people, but it's the same narrative, the same examples, almost like they're working from talking points. And then they send the surrogates out into the various media channels, media platforms to spread the same information. The fourth industrial revolution is here. AI is inevitable. The merger of man and machine already happened. You stupid humans carry around your smartphones and therefore you're already a cyborg. Well, who put the smartphones in our hands? Who made it almost impossible to operate without a smartphone? We're nearing the day where you won't be able to operate without a smartphone unless you truly go full Amish. But then you better be able to make soap or something like that that you can sell within that community and to the people outside of that community. You understand now? So you're hearing them talk about it as if it's inevitable. Why is it inevitable? Because the people who made the decisions to decide it's inevitable are saying it's inevitable. All right, let's continue. So some of our studies showed that you know, some, some authors that have done some groundbreaking work really actually refer to us as infant cyborgs. Hmm. Infant cyborgs, infant cyborgs. And you know who is actually an infant cyborg and who you're bringing up to be an infant cyborg? It's your baby. It's your baby when you put one of those infant cyborg shoes on it. The smart sock. When you strap that to your child and let all of its data be collected by these psychopaths, by these technocratic transhumanists, and you beam that data up to them so they can store it in the cloud and they can use it to run their experiments. You're turning your child into an infant cyborg. And you know where that leads us, folks? That leads us into what we reviewed a couple of days ago or yesterday, whenever it was. Dr. Uh, what was it? Dr. Um, Peter uh, Morgan, right? And he was the guy who literally went and turned himself into a human cyborg. Went and had his organs removed. His voice box removed. A 3D deepfake avatar of himself generated. So that he could cheat death. So that he could live through his cyber self. The 3D avatar of himself. And so when you look at the child in the crib with this boot on, this sock, like a prison boot, you know, like when they send you home, or is that a home arrest, and you've got this uh, anklet, this ankle bracelet, you know, reading your thoughts and your memories and your mind like they're doing to the Chinese bus drivers, reading their emotions. And so Yuval Noah Harari stands there and says, we can read your emotions. And so you're turning your child into an infant cyborg before you even have the opportunity to get an answer from your child. Son, would you like to be a human cyborg? Daughter, would you like to be an infant cyborg? They can't even answer you. They have no idea, and you're growing them up inside of this prison planet. Give your child the opportunity to step outside of the Truman Show 
before you actually lock them into the Truman Show. Ask them if they want to be inside that or if they want to play outside in the dirt and run around in the woods and go hiking and camping and enjoy a little bit of nature, natural life, before you plug them in to that metaverse. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back tomorrow, we are going to go through this entire episode I want to leave it there with the infant cyborgs because I want you to tie everything in together that we talked about today. Think about the baby products, those smart products. Think about the information they could be sending into your child's brain, as Dr. Charles Morgan III talked about. I want you to think about the Truman Show when Truman walks away when they try to keep pulling him back in. And now I want you to think about what Dr. Peter Emanuel just said. The fourth industrial revolution is inevitable. It's coming. Artificial intelligence, robotics, everything else is coming. And don't worry, man has already made the decision to merge with machine on its own. You can't leave home without that smartphone. You can't leave home without it. And we are just little infant cyborgs folks i challenge you try to run out today without the smartphone leave it at home for a moment take a drive in your car free yourself of the truman show ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard good afternoon good evening and good night you're listening to pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.